All right, guys. What's up? I'm Connor Ferguson. I guess I already screwed up my intro. Uh, I usually start every video with what's up, guys. That's the only unique thing I have uh, on that <laughs> front. Um, you're listening to the ARD podcast. I'm here with Damon Helgewald. I said that right, right? Yeah, that's close Hell enough. Yeah. For me. yeah, we're going for it. Um, so this is kind of the midweek thing uh, I teased on the first episode a couple weeks ago. It's kind of something we want to uh, get to doing a little bit. I don't want you all to expect it every Wednesday morning. Uh, may, we're going to probably shoot for Thursday mornings, uh, maybe Fridays some days. Uh, it's all going to depend on who we're interviewing, um, whether it be one of us, both of us, uh, or what happens during the week. Uh, this week, it just happens to be the NASCAR schedule release uh, coming out tomorrow around 10 a.m., I believe. Um, so full disclosure, first off, we're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, I am not solely going off of Jordan Bianchi, uh, Jordan Bianchi's uh, report from The Athletic today, uh, where he detailed the entirety of the schedule. Uh, but also, I have no reason to believe uh, that that's inaccurate. Him and Jeff do a great job at The Athletic and uh, love those guys. Love seeing Jeff at uh, the Knoxville Nationals. And um, so, yeah, we're going to break that down in a bit here. But first off, um, the whole point of this. Uh, doing it in the middle of the week is to get kind of the stuff that we miss um, from the Sunday recap stuff. Um, Cause we're previewing obviously for the next weekend. So we want to get the stuff that, you know, hits in the middle. Um, and I was sitting there uh, today and we've seen it hit uh, the Lucas oil lay model series already, but the tire shortage has gotten to the world of allies lay models. Um, so they took two races off the schedule today they added one um, for that first weekend in October. Uh, and then, of course, um, there's lay model races going on, obviously. Um, but the World of Allies only have that first weekend in October and that first weekend in November. And, you know, you hope you hope that it goes all the way through the year and you don't have to deal with this thing. But have you ever seen anything like this, Damon? I mean, this I... Is- I have not seen anything like this, um, especially after watching, you know, on on Monday night, watching the uh, flows, flows night in America, flow racing night in America, and and everybody's, you know, struggling with tires throughout that night, and so to see this hit even a bigger stage now and hitting the national stage is. Uh, it's kind of concerning, but I've never, ever seen anything uh, like this of the sorts uh, from from any form of motorsport whatsoever. It's kind of interesting to see, and it's going to be interesting to see how people um, adapt, how race teams adapt, and, and maybe there's some races that some big names are going to be sitting out of just because they don't have the supply or we're going to start seeing kind of like what we saw a couple of times with the sprint cars throughout the middle of the year where it's a lot shorter, smaller fields. Yeah. And I know, uh, I know our friend uh, Kurt Schrader uh, was planning on going to the uh, quad cities 150 um, a month or so ago at the world of outlaws uh, and they changed the tire rule a couple of times to kind of accommodate for um, what's going on with this shortage and everything. It's just, it's just weird. And I, I don't, you know, is it the, was it the Suez canal uh, ship blockage? <laughs> was it COVID? You know, I'm not smart enough to know, 
uh, any of the logistics of that, of what actually uh, is causing this. But what tells me is that there's no competitors that are kind of like flaunting their, you know, mm-hmm. we got this warehouse full of tires, right? <laughs> four acres, you know, um, there's no one doing that. So what that, what that tells me is there's definitely something that, you know, affected everybody. And those are the two events that I can think of affecting everybody. The thing that, that gets me is it's just late models. That's what I don't, you don't see as much or hear as much from the sprint car side of things, talking dirt, and you don't hear anything from even, even pavement asphalt sort of things from, from drag racing and from, uh, from the NASCAR side or even your local stuff. You haven't seen or heard as much. So I don't know if it's just a late model thing or if everybody else is keeping it kind of quiet but it's just kind of weird how it all is kind of transpired here well and to an extent you know sprint cars use three different tires um, right so i don't know if that plays into it at all uh, if it's the type of tire if it's how many they thought they were going to need at the start mm-hmm. of the year there i know there was an engine shortage in sprint cars that were yes. going on so uh, at one point you know logan shuhart won the freaking jackson nationals uh and you know right I think it was either before or after. I think it was right before that. All my times are coming together, and I covered like eight races in eleven days. <laughs> that's but uh, Logan Schuhart won the Jackson Nationals on like one engine. He he had yeah. one engine left, and like that was that was it for at least a couple of days. I know they were doing their best to shift it around, and you had teams working together and stuff. And that's another beauty of the sport thing. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and you watched Kyle Larson on Monday uh, starting the front row. Uh, slash a tire, go back to uh, last and come back up to the seventh. This guy's racing the uh, Knoxville Late Model Nationals Thursday night only. Um, I think is he is he defending the Knoxville Nationals crown? Um, I, I I'm worried guess. the late model fans. I talk too much shit to late model fans. They're gonna come <laughs> at me and be like, ah, oh, this late model guy just beat Kyle Larson at Knoxville. He's the new one. Oh my goodness. It's, it's interesting to that, how you put that, I guess, because technically yes, but no, I, I, I don't know. So um, yeah, he, he, Monday night was, you know, it was a typical Kyle Larson show on Monday night, man. He took it to the, took it to quick time. Uh, One is heat going away everything was playing right into to his hands. Uh, you know, he, he kind of got a bad start there and then all of a sudden uh, climbed back to first, let a few laps, throw a caution after he dropped behind uh, Alberson there. And now all of a sudden, it wasn't even a cut tire, they said either. Uh, I think they just mentioned it was there that it lost air. They don't know where. There was no physical cut to the tire but it had just lost air and, you know, he was already, I believe the third one of the night to already have had some issues there. So, yeah, I mean, and again, going back to the, the tire shortage, it's kind of weird, but uh, yeah, it was Kyle Larson doing Kyle Larson things. And uh, I'm excited to see him in a bigger car in Knoxville now. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm interested to see where all this stuff goes. Um, just because this might be really bullish to say, I guess, but there's something going on there where we're seeing this problem everywhere. Mm-hmm. And the smart people are going to come up on top, the people who put in the most work. Uh, 
And I think both driver, uh, promoter, track manager, whatever you want to call it, those are the guys that are going to kind of cream rise to the top here. Uh, and I think that just put another barrier on, you know, the guys that come in and just race one race or right go to a new track well, and, you know. Your, your local guys being able to, to compete, you know, at a stage like that. They talked a lot on Monday night about a lot of the Fairbury local guys, right? And how they were able to compete with the Davenports and with it almost the gives them more of an advantage, you know, if there's weird it, stuff going on all exactly. year. Exactly. And so they were competing, but then they were also the ones that were being hit some of the biggest as well. So it's kind of that twofold. You know, like you said, they almost have the better advantage because their stuff might be a little bit fresher, but they also don't have the, you know, computerizes and all that stuff that the big teams have. Absolutely. Um, and I wanted to get to this at the start, uh, and I just forgot everything I was going to say, but I wanted to introduce you guys um, over the podcast era, I guess, to Damon. You're so Damon is the head woman's bowling coach at Columbia College, right? Columbia College, yeah. Right. I tweeted Missouri. Columbia University, <laughs> and someone asked me if one of our writers was working for an Ivy League school, oh. uh, specifically in college bowling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I felt it's so funny. dumb because I, I was like, I guess, yeah, Columbia is an Ivy League school. It's funny because when I first um, announced that I was doing this, you know, a couple months ago, somebody had messaged me and said, you're moving clear out east and doing Ivy League. I said, no, I'm not smart enough for that. So, <laughs> uh, But no, I, I love it down here um, in Columbia, Missouri, right, you know, um, Mizzou, right in the middle of in the middle of their their stuff here in the university of mizzou but uh we're at the smaller school and it's pretty it's pretty cool is sec country anything like they say it is not in missouri (laughs) (laughs) all right also yeah also disclosure if there's any technical difficulties it's on connor uh but you can email jared uh and just complain to him uh i've thrown his email in a couple of my stories and told people to send him stuff but there I, don't, you go. I don't know how many people has i don't think we have an active readership of people that want to bitch about stuff so that, hey, that's at least good right i never have so there's that <laughs> <laughs> so let's hop into it the 2022 nascar cup series schedule reveal uh and the big one confirmed uh tonight uh yeah. that they are headed to yeah speaking of people that bitch about stuff <laughs> They're going to head to L.A. Coliseum for the uh, Bush Clash, uh, formerly known as the Budweiser Shootout. I think you should have kept the name Shootout, obviously. Yep. Might be a money deal, might be a contract. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Stuff so, on. I uh, think this was uh, – the Bush Clash was before the Budweiser Shootout, and then Budweiser took over naming rights for I it. feel shitty now because I always just yeah. knew that was the shootout. No, it it was the Bush Clash clear back, you know, Dale Sr. and Bill Elliott and all those guys mm-hmm. were running in the Bush Clash. And so when they talked about bringing it back to the daytime and calling it the Bush Clash, that's they're they're talking literally name, daytime, everything when they were doing that there at Daytona. Right. So we won't spend 
10 minutes breaking down every race. Um, <laughs> this, this clash part might get 10 minutes um, just because there's so much about it that I want to say. Yeah. First of all, the people on Twitter complaining, shut the F up. Yeah. It, this is, I, I mean, the dirt track fans saying you can't put lipstick on a pig. There are people saying, how are they going to make the track? There's people, they, they've made this track they've before the in the track. same stadium. Yeah, they've made the track. Didn't I see on, like, Fox Today or on their Twitter, like, Jamie McMurray and Clint Boyer were doing the iRacing they, stuff yeah, on it? They already it, have so. an iRacing mock yeah, of what the yeah. track's going to look like. Um, and it, Okay, I, it cannot be that hard. No. Lightning McQueen, or <laughs> Lightning McQueen, asphalt pave it. If, if it's hell on the tires, it's hell on the tires. It's exactly. a preseason race. Yeah. Man, the everything about the Bush clash that it was, it, even before it went to the road course, it was yep. terrible. There's See, no point of it. All you're doing is putting cars out there on the track. You know, someone wrecks something. There's they're not even like right. they're racing for money, but it's not that much. See, and you're not disclosing purses anymore. So you can't sit here and promote like right a million dollars if you win the preseason race right i i guess where where i stand on it is and you're talking about the um you know back when even when it was the bush clash or the budweiser shootout when it was the budweiser shootout ran on that saturday night or whatever before the 500 uh the week before you know the 500 that week before that I felt just it, it felt like it was its own big race at that point because they made it a spectacle. But as they went to daytime, it kind of became lame. So doing something different is huge. I'm twofold on it. I like the idea of going to the Coliseum. I think it's before, I think before it's you cool. keep going on the Coliseum. I do want to say, like, the Saturday night when it was, hey, we're going to run this race Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Daytona pole qualifying the day mm-hmm. after. And then Monday, there'd be like a wheel and modified race. Or yep. Tuesday, there'd be uh, Hooters Pro Cup, ASA Lay bottle. Mm-hmm. Something weird that, you know, I didn't usually watch as an NASCAR fan. Wasn't, you know, completely head over heels into it when I was a kid like that. Right. But you got that. And you got that in Florida. You got it in Daytona. And usually you got it on TV. And then they'd mention it on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, I think the duels were always on Thursday, but I'm forgetting. There's, there's times when it was there was a race or there was action every day. There That's was. why we call it always race day. We love that stuff. Yeah, there there literally was a time, you know. And so yeah, they they do the they do the duels, they do the trucks, yeah. they do the Xfinity series, and then they do the Cup race on Sunday. And that's why they called it speed weeks. There yeah. was cars on track every day for two full weeks down in Daytona. And I think you know now and we're head over heels in the world of allies we're all over that stuff and you know it really is a speed weeks mm-hmm. in the state of florida um yep. does this impact the world of allies and when they go to volusia i think it could it could i don't think it draws any less no no and that's i'm not saying i'm not like implying that it would hurt the crowd um, right and i'm not trying to tell the world of allies how to do their job i know they don't like it when i do that <laughs> If if NASCAR isn't going to be there um, until like the week of the seventeenth, I'd have the Volusia uh, Dirt Car Nationals move back a week. Yep. Now, how early you can do that? How late you can do that? Don't ask me. I don't know. Um, and I, I do.
do think they're already on the schedule. The thing that confuses me the most about it, and this is kind of the negative side I have to it, is they're going to L.A., coming back to Daytona, and then going back out for three straight weeks for the Western Swing. Obviously, we, we'll get into it, but, you know, it, it the the logistics of it kind of don't make a lot of sense to me, whereas – and I saw someone else had posted, you know, go to Bowman Gray. Bowman Gray is great, but what do we see come out of Bowman Gray? Other yeah, than and so um, I, I do have to apologize to the World of Outlaws again here. <laughs> they, <laughs> they've already moved it back a week. Did they really? They took my, they took my advice. See? How nice all, of them. All it took was for you to just say something. Right. I can't <laughs> believe they're listening. Awesome. They're already pre-listening to the podcast. But um, it, yeah, no. So like, I the only reason that they are even going to California the second time is because Auto Club's going away and they want one more race on the modern configuration. So um, they aren't changing the the configuration until after next year. After this race, yes. Okay. Um, I'm not a big like, you know, break up with someone, kiss them goodbye. I, I think that's really weird. Right. I you know. For whatever reason, I, I think some people do do that. Um, but, yeah, uh, so going to California first, coming back, I get why people don't love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But also, they're going to California to get on that Super Bowl hype. Yeah, I get it. I I understand that part of it. But they're going literally going to California, Daytona, and then back yeah. to California they you don't think that they could get the coattails of the Super Bowl hype the week after? Well, the week after you're going Daytona 500. But you still go you go Daytona and then back to California. That's right. what I'm saying. So you're you're literally still in the same boat cuz what it weekends the Super Bowl? I don't It's in know. the middle. So they're going to do the clash there's a week in between the clash and daytona now yeah so they're gonna do the clash oh, on that gotcha. sunday that where the pro bowl used to be gotcha yeah i, so I think that helps alleviate that, helps that, that issue a little obviously still feels somewhat inconvenient because you're like taking a vacation not taking a vacation apologize right. to those in the industry but you're going somewhere you're going back to this place that you knew you were going to be at and then you're coming right back to the same place you were just right. at that's that's the part you know especially with the new car that they're bringing out and we know that it's not going to be cheap for this first year and even the first couple of years it's not going to be cheap and you know what's better than running all those cars at daytona on a road course or super speedway running on a a low speed short track that no one's ever probably just going to get a couple of bumps and bangs hopefully (laughs) you know maybe someone spins out blow a tire but you're not going to completely total race car, no. I don't think. And watch someone do it now that I say all this. Well, I, I look at it as it's going to – I have a feeling it's going to end up being like a Bristol Martinsville type deal where, you know, you have to use a bumper to get by somebody because it is a one-lane track. I don't want it to be, but we we don't know. No one's ever raced there outside of computers. So, and this is, and this is going to be one of those where NASCAR might have a a shit show. Um, 
and we've we've seen that before <laughs> this year. It's all about learning after that, and this is all, we'll hop into the schedule, um, and we'll get to that part. I want to go in order, uh, yep. but when I talk about Bristol Dirt, you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Um, so they'll go the Clash, uh, then the Super Bowl is played the Sunday after the Clash. They'll do this little back half of Speed Week deal, going to the Daytona 500 on Sunday, February 20th. Uh, and then Auto Club kicks off the West Coast Swing. It's Auto Club, Vegas, uh, and then Phoenix. Uh, and then the week after that, we'll see uh, our first race at New Atlanta. Yep. So with their new configuration. It'll be um, interesting. They're kind of back to a traditional date, too. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much NASCAR is going to try to keep dates. I know keeping keeping weekends is something Roger Penske from IndyCar is huge on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that was one of the biggest things he wants on this schedule uh, when they're making it. So, you know, if you're going to Iowa next year on July 23rd and 24th, assume it's going to be the second to last week in July, right ahead of the All-Star Circuit of Champions show at Knoxville. Which that's, you know, and that's something that you will talk about later on that I noticed was just the giant mix of races from where they were this year. And as a fan, that's confusing to me because I went to a race in late October and now all of a sudden it's early September when it is. That's confusing to me. Right. Um, Like Circuit of the Americas is in may yeah uh, now next year it will be march 27th uh the week that bristol dirt used to be there's yep. actually uh banners there i think that said bristol dirt coming march 2022 uh yeah, so, i mean that's funny they they have switched some of these dates uh to help alleviate travel i think um and different stuff like that but, yep uh richmond is next uh, it'll be a sunday day race at richmond richmond has two dates they'll both be sunday during the day we'll get to the other one later um so that kind of sucks I, the night the night stuff looks cool but from everything that i indicated people didn't really love the race on saturday uh, some, some liked it. i i watched a condensed version i watched um missed i missed a few laps of that um it was right after it was right after the cyhawk game i was not alive uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean much of it 50-50 on that track and everything that goes on there. But the week after that, we get our first Martinsville night race, Saturday, April 9th. And I'm yep. amped to see that because it's been a long time coming for Martinsville to get lights. Which we've seen night racing, quote-unquote, at Martinsville, but not start under the lights and finish, you know, in the middle of the night. That's going to be cool. Um, you know, it, it – it, it brings it back to Saturday night short track racing to an example. Richmond is, is a cool deal, but how much better, how much more do we talk about Bristol night race versus Richmond night race? That's where I think this is going to be a big hit. Absolutely. I love your uh, thinking on that. Cause I completely agree. Um, and then we get Bristol dirt on Sunday at night per jordan at night yeah i did yeah i wrote that in the column already <laughs> it's all locked and loaded ready to go so i i love that now that I what that too. tells me what i was talking about is that nascar has came through and they've seen you know this shit show happen mm-hmm. as far as the circuit of the americas race goes uh was a shit show because of the rain <laughs> it's in march now hope it doesn't rain Right. That, I mean, that's all you can do on that one. Right. Or hope it rains a little bit, maybe. 
We like we like the rain road course races. They're not terrible. It's, it's not bad. Um, that monsoon is is different than rain. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, so they're moving Bristol dirt tonight. Yeah, I think that's going to make a huge difference on the quality of racing. How much dust there is, how much everything there is there, and they're moving. I think it's going to race like I don't think it's going to race like a normal dirt track still. It, they're moving it later. You know, it's in it's in April. Still the possibility of weather at that track at that time. But, you know, you listen back to the interview with the most prolific dirt racer that's racing for points in your series, and he is telling you what needs to be done to the track and you aren't doing it. So going to night race, I think, is going to help alleviate some of the problems, as you mentioned. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope 150 laps tops. The crazy, yes, that there's no reason that it needs to be like 200 laps or whatever it was. Right, but the, now no. the impressive thing is, I think that track survived for 150. Uh, it was getting yeah. fishy in, yeah. in, the, in the middle there. Worked the, work the track during the stages, half controlled pit stops. Yeah. I don't, don't care about any of that. You want stage points, do, do short stages, work the track. I was going to say, think about think 50, about that. Seventy-five lap shootout. If they rework the track after the stages, and even if they brought in a fourth stage so they could rework the track one more time for a, you know, even a fifty-lap run, I think that would be be better. But again, at night it'll be interesting to see how much different the track takes moisture throughout the evening. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. Uh four stages in it i don't think you even I mean, i'm tough. just saying you break it's it because you want it yeah you're i mean you're doing this whole stage point thing you got to give people the opportunity to earn them uh right to not have them at the one dirt race right i would say it's kind of unfair to the guys that figure out how to master that track first um, yeah it'll be the dirt the dirt purists are gonna complain that it doesn't look like dirt racing anyway i'll never and so I'll doesn't take it take it. it for what it's worth man we got 36 races here to fill. If yeah. one of them's on a dirt track, it won't kill you. If one of them's on a uh, street course in 2023, it'll be the most diverse schedule of any racing series in the world. I think that's a great thing for NASCAR. Yeah. I hope I to see think... that. I hope to see, you know, whether it's Bristol dirt or NASCAR puts $4 million into Knoxville and builds 17 more grandstands around the track. See, whether it's one cool. of those two things, I'd, I'd love either of them. <laughs> Yeah, that be that that would be cool. Um, That's but not, happening. not happening. No one, no one take that. Not one happening. <laughs> Other than our hopes and dreams, I think it might cost more than four million million dollars too. It depends on uh, how nice you want them to be, I guess. Right, right. right. Um, I, I like I like going from that small, you know, Martinsville, Bristol, and then all of a sudden we're going to Big De- uh, Talladega. I like. Yes. I, I like it too. Um, it's a dream, but if I made Bristol dirt work and then just went down to Talladega, could you imagine, man? You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to live. Like your your liver wouldn't make it. I think I could get there. Well, I don't know. It wouldn't, dude. The Cyhawk game took it out. Well, that's this thing's fair. ready for anything now. That that's was fair. the ultimate test uh, last weekend. Oh, that's right, fair then, enough. Then we get into May. Dover's in May. They got one race. I'm fine with that. I liked Dover. I don't know. We'll see how the new cars handle it. I want, I want to just give all these tracks kind of a clean slate. 
So you go to Dover, then Kansas, um, then the All-Star Race at Texas. People probably won't like that. That was a big contract thing with Eddie Gossage there. He's not there anymore. Maybe the new guy will take the damn goop off the track, uh, and we could get Texas back to a decent race. It's not their choice because they do it at all SMI tracks. It's a Marcus Smith problem than it is, you know, an individual track. They do it at every single SMI track, including Bristol. They did it at at Bristol. And I I put on my notes that I I think Damon's suggesting that we cover Texas and dirt. No, I'm I'm suggesting you take it all off period of all right. the tracks right but i i put on my notes not a fan of the all-star race at texas i just know that's okay to... i think i think i will one up your rant with the last race on the schedule once we get to that one. Oh yeah trust me i i was we'll try to move through this a little quicker um because <laughs> I, I mean that was the bigger part of the the new stuff we're seeing we got the coke 600 on uh, memorial day again um then they go to Gateway. Yeah, Gateway for the first time. I I went down there for the IndyCar race a couple years ago. I I really like that track. Um, it's great for IndyCar. It's put on some damn good Xfinity races. And I think we could see another good one there. Um see it was if the schedule works out too, I'll be down there. Yeah, and it was close when I was living there in, in Osceola in southern Iowa. So that was awesome that it was that close then. And now I'm an two hours from that track where I was four before, but I I'm looking forward to it because it's another Midwest race that this area that absolutely loves racing needs, you know, they, they take away Iowa from the NASCAR schedule. You got to get it back. They take away Chicago from the NASCAR schedule. So now all you have is Kansas and if you only have Kansas, then, you know, that place is going to get full. Well, and you wonder why I wonder why there's this big dirt to NASCAR divide. Exactly. You got like one race within four hours of the biggest dirt track in the world. Yep. No. So I, I'm excited about Gateway getting a track or getting a, a date. And the drivers love it that run there. So I'm excited. I like it. We'll see how that one go and that's you know first race there um yep. potential for a uh, shit storm but yeah i really just don't see it i don't see i don't it see, it being, I don't see it being any bad yet yeah um week after that they go to sonoma uh, and then they have one off weekend what do you think of the one off weekend deal um uh, it's interesting i i don't like it i think they need to have two um like they did with the olympic break this year um, I liked that. And I honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing there be an off week early in the year, kind of like what we've had in the past, and then taking a two week break later on in the season. I get it that they don't want to run too deep into football season. Obviously, as we found out, you know, we missed most of the race Saturday because we were at football. But I I don't mind them taking a, a couple weeks off because let's be honest, man, they're, they're it's a growing schedule all the time. And so I would like to see them take an extra week, but I guess, you know, we'll take the one. I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah. And I think that break they had was, was it two or three weeks, two week break for the Olympics. It's just, it felt like three. 
It felt like three. It right. felt forever. Oh. I, I think it's I think it's good to have two weeks and the team seemed to like it. Yeah. So no, I, Kyle Bush had himself a grand old time. Uh, man, if I <laughs> ever have to see that man in a thong again, I will probably So Damon's just talked himself out of the two week oh. break argument completely. No, I'm still I don't I'm want still it anymore because Kyle Bush gets in a thong every year. I'm still for it, but not that part of it. So uh, NASCAR then goes back to Nashville uh, the last weekend of June. I'm I'm interested to see how that one comes about because the last time teams went there, they kind of thought it would race more like an intermediate, and it was an intermediate-sized track that raced almost more like a short track. Um, yeah. And if that dynamic keeps up with Nashville, I think that's going to be one of my top 10 tracks on the schedule. I, I watched most of that race this year, which that's saying a lot considering it was an intermediate, but uh, I, I really did enjoy that, that race. It was, it's been one of the most memorable ones to watch anyway. Absolutely. Um, Road America stays on the uh, July 4th weekend. It'll be Don't Sunday, like July it. 3rd. You don't like that? No, I July Fourth weekend is Daytona, plain and simple. I now I like Daytona as the regular season finale. I guess I, don't. I guess I would have no qualms with moving the um, Indy race back to the Brickyard and having it on the Fourth of July, uh, and having that be another crown jewel. Uh, but yeah, like you said. The Coke Zero 400, the Coca-Cola Push Pop 400, whatever Coke wants to put behind it. And I think that's a dumb thing, too. I remember it as. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And that's a a tough thing. But what it, you know, Coke needs to pick a brand, pick a cool name, and stick with that and market that. Um, I just. Because it just doesn't feel as big as it used to. I like it. I liked it on the 4th of July because you always knew that Daytona was the 4th of July weekend. It, you know, it's always like knowing that the Indianapolis 500 is on Memorial, Memorial Day yeah. weekend. You always know that. You know the Coke 600's Memorial Day weekend. You know the Southern 500 is on Labor Day weekend. You know those dates. And as a casual fan, you know those dates. You don't have to look at the schedule. And now people are looking at it like Road America, like in Wisconsin. Why Why is that such a, a big deal? So, the track does say America. That's the get it. 4th of that, July as any track I, name can get. I get it, but <laughs> I, I that's where my, my purist and, and all that comes out is right. Daytona. You know, if there's a regular season cutoff that, that would be I would be okay with, put the Indy Road Course there. There we go. So we gave them like four options there. We did. They, just, they need to listen configurations to, and all. They need to listen to us like the World of Outlaws did. That's right, right. <laughs> um, so after uh, Road America on Fourth of July weekend, head to New Atlanta again, uh, and I'm going to keep calling it New Atlanta until it feels old. Uh, I'm sure I'll watch <laughs> one race there I don't like, and I will get off my horse on that. But until then, you guys yes. can enjoy that one. Uh, then they go to New Hampshire, uh, Pocono. The one week day. after that on July 24th. Yeah, only one date this year. I know my friends uh, up in Pennsylvania are pissed about that. Yeah, well. I think, they'll still get, I think they're still going to jam-pack ARCA trucks. Oh, they will. But let's they be honest. Have, we need I know, they, I know they want the ARCA. I know they want the ARCA kids to um, 
get used to going at speeds like that mm-hmm. on, on a weird track like that. They should like throw throw like an infield little section uh, of the track and shorten the race. I think that'd be hilarious. I think it would give the fans up. Fans up there would like that. Um, I just, but yeah, you don't watch don't don't watch Arca for the entertainment. Watch it for what it is. Yeah, watch it for the nuances because that's all it's for, man. Right. I, I sat through a hundred lap Arca race at Kansas this you know past May, and it I wanna, was Ty Gibbs driving away. I want to give uh, one more shout out to Sammy Smith Johnson yeah, native. He's going to win this Arca East Championship on Thursday. He has to go into the race finish in the top 29 uh and no matter how many points mason diaz scores or uh daniel die i don't know which one of the two it is i think it's i think it's both of them kind of mathematically have a chance but he has to like really 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 screw up to lose this arca east championship and i know there's gonna be like four cars in the first five laps uh that some dudes are just driving for fun that are gonna pull off yep i mean he could win it by lap six i i'm I'm rooting for it. Might actually watch a little bit of it just to see. Right. Um, after that, last week of July, it's the Indianapolis road course. I don't think uh, they're going to give you any satisfaction of saying like, hey, maybe the Brickyard comes back here. Maybe uh, it's no sun so happens. Uh, but nonetheless, they're going to Indy. I'd prefer, because uh, there's still six road courses on the schedule, I'd prefer they go to five. Um, uh, put that one again, back on the Brickyard. Yeah, my purist comes back out. That's that's the brickyard. That's not a road course, but it's neither here nor there. Right. Uh, Sunday, August 7th after that is Michigan. Um, August 14th, so that's going to be Knoxville Nationals weekend, is the day race at Richmond. Yes, yeah, I don't they like don't that want... they moved that even further away. Oh, they don't want Kyle Larson to win the Knoxville Nationals again. Is what that's, it is. Someone lost a lot of money at NASCAR yep. betting on Larson to lose the Nationals. Yep, because they moved it from Indy, which was an hour flight, to Virginia, which is going to be pushing three. Well, was that? Uh, it was at Michigan. This last Wasn't year, it? this year was Indy. Michigan has been in the past. It was at Indy this year. Oh, I am backwards. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. I feel yeah. dumb now because okay, that so, was his whole deal. That's why he qualified yeah. on Thursday night. Right, was because exactly. He could do that. Um, so then after, so that is, uh, Knoxville national S- Sunday or day after Knoxville is, uh, Richmond mm-hmm. and they had to Watkins Glen the week after. So you get a road course and then Daytona as the regular season finale. Mm-hmm. I don't hate Daytona there. I love it. Actually, I shouldn't even say I don't hate it because I do love it. I, I liked the nuance that you could get a surprise winner. You know, Bubba Wallace had a crap year. Austin Dillon was doing really good. Uh, and then had some stuff happen at Michigan the week before that yeah. took him out of fighting for the playoffs at Daytona in like a normal um, setting kind of. He had to race for stage points. Right. Um, and it kind of screws a lot of stuff up. But I think, it, you know, it gives those guys one last chance to make it. And I think that's what the regular season finale, if you're going to have playoffs, if you're going to have all this stuff, don't want to call it crap because I do like the playoff system, but I'll defend that to, in 10 races here. Yeah, I, see, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I also thought this when Michael McDowell won the Daytona 500 and automatically punched a ticket to the playoffs too. But the, you know, this will turn into more of a playoff talk than anything. But you got to have more of a deal than 
you just win one race to get into the playoffs, I think. Because well, I think just go one another. Yeah. You know? And if they had more than 16, if they had gotten the 16 winners, McDowell would have been out. Right. So but, I, I think, you know, I think it, it gives it up there to an extent. I know there's some guys that might not make it. They might, until someone misses the playoffs on points, like a Kevin Harvick, right. uh, for not having any wins in the first 26 and then wins three of the last 10, then you can't tell me that someone's going to miss it that doesn't deserve. Right. Yeah, until – well, I, I mean, we were, what, three race winners away this year from that being a possibility? Yeah, it's still just so far. And I know with so, how diverse the schedule is now and how it's going to get and new cars bringing everyone closer together, I'm always of the opinion that it is possible to get 16. Um, there will the be right a, drivers are in every car, you're going to get 16. Yeah. At some I, point, I think, but it's, I think it might it'll take a while. Be interesting. I think this year with the new car will be interesting. Um, yeah oh you're good no you're fine go if no i'm good all right all right awesome um playoffs we'll sweep through these real quick here first rounds darlington kansas and then the bristol night race uh so it's the southern 500 at darlington yeah and then kansas and bristol moving all these moving daytona in the brickyard from the fourth of july and you know where they did it feels like there's like not crown jewels well, that's what I, that's my whole point of it is Daytona needs to be on the 4th of July. You know, the Southern 500 is still the Southern 500. I think we, should, I think we should pick five crown jewel races and double points all of them. That would be, or points and a half, I whatever. But yeah, yeah I'd be okay with it. Go double. Yeah. <laughs> There's not, yeah. Um, you're just winning to get in the playoffs. Fuck, throw double yeah. points. Yeah. Do I something. think that'd be fun. I do too. I think, especially even, so I can even call four, Bristol Dirt a crown jewel. Even four crown jewels. If you wanted to just yeah, do yeah, four crown absolutely. jewels, do four crown jewels. You have Daytona, the Coke Six Hundred, Daytona on the Fourth of July, Darlington Labor Day weekend. There's your four crown jewels, and you get right. something out of it. So but, now, what I like about that first round is Kansas moves out of out of the uh, semifinal round or the round of eight. I didn't like them in there. I don't like the round of eight schedule this year. I didn't like it last year. It was the exact same. Um, Why? It's just boring. Martinsville's fun. But they didn't do much other than put Homestead and Vegas in there. Yeah, I think Vegas is um, – Vegas subject- is literally Kansas. I think Vegas objectively is better than Texas and Kansas. I don't. No? I, I disagree. Maybe no, it's just because I, I, I watched think- Kurt Busch win there and I – I don't know. I feel like shit happens in Vegas. Ryan Blaney, right? It no, does in Kansas I, too. I gotta stop thinking in my head here. It does at Kansas I, too. I feel like Las Vegas is a more memorable racetrack in a bigger market than Kansas is. Kansas well, yeah, it's in a bigger market. You're in literally Sin City. They have the town name called Sin City with the biggest betting industry in the world. Of course, it's going to be in a bigger market, but I I look at it as they're literally the same track with multiple grooves kansas and vegas drive exactly the same there is no other two tracks that match those two <laughs> that you can have multiple lanes across the board uh, you look at kansas you can run top middle bottom you look at vegas you can run top middle bottom i think vegas needs to be later in the playoffs because it's always scorching hot 
when they go there. And it can, there's complaints about that. That's but, my angle. That's my angle. Cause Kansas used to be scorchingly cold, but well, yeah, last year was cold. I'm not going to lie. Last Maybe year this helps it. Maybe this cold. helps that. Maybe it'll um, help it. That I, is sorry. That's Cy Hawk weekend next year. Yeah. That'll be interesting. That's going to be a rough weekend. Yeah. Right. Maybe but, we'll, maybe we'll make a pack to not get too drunk Saturday and drive up there. All right, we'll make a pack. Probably, probably exits out my plans of going out the other direction to Iowa City to watch the game. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I go to Iowa City for that, but last time wasn't great either. Second, second round of the playoffs, the round of twelve. They'll go Texas first, then Talladega, then the Roval. I like that in the playoffs. The last race isn't a play race. I like that better. So my thing with that, I. Is it any better, though, having it be the Roval, I guess? I think to an extent because at the very least on a road course, you can control how you're driving. Well, yes and no. I mean, you I have Jimmy Johnson that drives through Martin Truex on the last lap. Yeah, we saw a shit show. That was a desperation move. And then the first I'm year when it was a real shit show saying. was just a, like, I don't know what those guys did at practice, but they didn't fucking drive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think everyone took that course the first few times and didn't really get all the pressure points and where to go, the muscle memory of how to get around that track in, in elite time. You, you could I think be that's right, what happened. You could be right, but I'm just pointing out that it's not always the, you know, the same, you know, road courses aren't always going to be hell or high water like like we think. But I think we should switch I the Charlotte Roval to the next round. Um, and then I throw another road course in there so that Chase Elliott goes to the championship. Oh, every my day. goodness. There's, yeah, of course. <laughs> He's got to get through the first two rounds first. Right. But I, I think to split Talladega and the Roval, having two highly questionable outcomes in the same round is intriguing for, for viewership-wise, but why not split them? Why not put Talladega – in place of Bristol, move Bristol to the next round. And now you're kind of Bristol made a cutoff. Yeah, no, I don't hate that at all either. So, you know. Maybe Kansas as a cutoff race would appeal more to me. It was a cutoff race uh, back when it was like in the second round, I think. Right, right. But those first few think, years, was it took a lot for me to press. In, if you're a casual fan or if you just want to give NASCAR a chance, it's three rounds. And then yeah. you go to the next one. You don't even talk about the next three until after the first three. Yeah. And, so you know, when they were calling it like the contender round and the, the legends yeah. round, that was weird as shit. No um, one pay, I, I, I didn't we even went, pay attention we to it. We went full Big Ten, and everyone knows you can't go full <laughs> Big Ten. <laughs> There's always a Nebraska in there somewhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I just think if you mix if you mix and mingle some of these quote unquote, you know toss-up races i think it makes it a little bit more of an interesting playoff i'm not gonna lie i don't mind the the semifinal round with vegas even being in there but like i said vegas and kansas are interchangeable in my mind but adding homestead late in the year like that even though it should be the championship race um i i like it I think yeah and so even if we didn't say it uh round of eight the semifinal, the last round until the championship is Vegas, Homestead, Martinsville, and maybe 
when I was saying when I saw Martinsville on there, that night race. That maybe maybe that finishes under the lights right before Sunday night football comes on. It generally maybe does, maybe you it? maybe you yeah, but now the lights are on and you don't gotta worry about the darkness, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have a picturesque picture for whoever wins that is gonna be the last guy clinching his spot in the next round more likely than not. The right. the numbers support that theory. Then oh. you got the championship. <laughs> this is my beef. This is the biggest thing wrong with NASCAR every single year uh, since they have implemented a playoff structure that ends with a winner-take-all championship race. If you're going to have that in the playoffs like we have, I can, com- I can completely defend the entirety of the rest of the idea of the playoffs, stage racing, everything they've implemented that some people want to call a gimmick um, newsflash, the world of allies, uh, start every race with a four wide salute. <laughs> the world of allies have events with inverts in them. Their racing has two, the literal biggest lay model shows have Your inverts that you don't fire. have inverts that you don't know when you go into the racetrack, nor when you go into the race on the first day, you don't know how the invert is going to wind up the next day. You just want to talk like about a, gimmicks and racing, you have no room to complain. Just like a normal World of Outlaws show, though, they have that the dash for the top eight spots. You could have quick time, oh, yeah, finish, just a eighth the yeah. dash, finish eighth in the dash, and now all of a sudden you're starting eighth for the feature. Yeah. And you've got the fastest car by time. Now, yeah, and I'll defend that too because you got 90 races. This happens, and I'm sure people out there can defend the invert. I've had people come at me on the invert thing. I won't get off the invert thing because I think that's really – you got guys sandbagging, you got guys trying to match it, and you got an invert that no one knows what it is. How are you going to race? You have no – there's no method to the madness. I think there is at least a method to the madness in the NASCAR playoff system. I love the first 35 races. But God damn it, move the championship race to a different track every season. Once you host it, you can't host it again for three seasons. Sure. You know, I, I'll someone's, even, someone's, you're going to have repeat hosts. You can't go to all 23 tracks in 23 years because you don't know what's down the road five years from now. I'll even one up it as when it was Homestead being the final race. When in the year did we ever go to Homestead before that? Right. And that's, that's a big thing, too. I um, think but it you needs know, to be, if it's going to be at one track, make it a one day. Can you remember anyone in the earlier era, not necessarily 20 years ago, but from four years ago and past going backwards? Mm-hmm. Can you remember anyone being super good at Homestead? No. But I, and I feel like I'm missing someone. If, if there probably if was somebody. Good, but goddammit, if Tyler good. Reddick ever got into the last round at Homestead, he's winning that motherfucking race. Well, that so Greg Biffle was always good at Homestead, yes, but he was never yes. in the race. He was never in the race for the championship at that point because it was always by points, and Jimmy had locked it up going into Homestead. And then when they went to the playoff system, or or however you know, whenever they changed it to reset the countdown stuff and everything, and then go into these playoff rounds. Biffle's equipment wasn't there and and he was never never a factor. So 
Biffle was always good at Homestead. Carl Edwards was good at Homestead. Yeah. Um, so but you're by Tony Stewart. Right. And, and he, you know, he tied with Tony. It was just right. that might have been the upset of the century, honestly. Yeah. Right. That was completely. Well, but that was Tony. People, that was Tony putting use, together ten races. Yes, yes. So, and people want to use that to quantify why the uh, or qualify why the uh, playoff system is bad. You don't get that. You, it was very rare we ever got that. I don't think. And you could Tony you could didn't win a race. You could keep track. Yeah, you could keep track of their points from here on out. You could tie them right now and keep track. I still don't think we get that. Even Kyle Larson mm-hmm. to Denny Hamlin. Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. That's why I don't mind the winner take all race at the end of the year. I don't mind it. I, at first I wasn't a fan of it because I'm like, okay, you know, you, you couldn't, I wasn't a fan of the playoffs in general because you put together a first half of the season like Denny and Kyle have, and now all of a sudden you bring everybody back together and, and I'm going to switch off because Drag racing does this. The NHRA does this, and it pisses me off. But do you not like you don't like that for drag racing? They reset the points after Indianapolis, and everybody is around apart. Going into Indianapolis, Steve Torrance had a 500 point lead on second place, and now he is only around ahead of second place. So he won eight races in the first, you know, 13, 15 events, whatever mm-hmm. it was. And he might not win the championship. Yeah, that's where I don't like it. I don't mind the playoffs now because of how they give these bonus points and the stage. Yeah, and that's the big thing with out. the playoff points. You know, you win that yeah. many races, you're going to start with that big of an advantage. Well, you still, you still go into the winner take all at the end, right? But it just rewards your path there. Yeah, and the only person with a good path right now is Kyle Larson. Well, I was going to say, I was just checking that because I think he was. Yeah, he's plus ninety eight from the cutoff line right now he's he's advanced already yeah this he's week. advanced yeah. he's advanced um but, but are, he's you, got, are you looking at like nascar site yeah how many playoff points does martin truex have now uh 29 what about hamlin 23 yeah so they got they got big jumps from the first round of the playoffs and that's the cool thing is it keeps on Larson giving. has 53 yeah, yeah, that was and his so, uh, the fifteen regular season championship points were huge for him. Huge, you know. If if Chase Briscoe doesn't wipe out Denny Hamlin after getting a penalty, it's a whole new ball game. Hell, if that race was on the brickyard, that would never happen. Chase right. Briscoe would never be up there. No, no. <laughs> well, he might because no, shot nuts. Because no, that is no shot to Chase Briscoe. He I mean, might because Stewart's car come at me. Stewart's cars always ran well up up at that race, so you, you just never know with that one. But I, if they're going to do, you know, back to the title race and, and moving it around, I think they need to move it around if they're not going to have it at one site. If you're going to have it at one site, it needs to be that's the only race on the schedule for that event. So yeah, you and that's fair. Phoenix, I, you can't go to Phoenix in March and prepare for it November. Right, and it, it's all about money, and it's, yep. you know, there's a lot of that being thrown around, and that's probably why Phoenix has it. That's probably why Texas got the all-star race. Why move it out of Miami, man? That's yes. the perfect end of the year. You're literally in one of America's top markets in the in the winter months. 
and you're right there, why move it out of Miami? That's I don't know. I'm right there with you. Um, any closing thoughts? We got Bristol this weekend. Got the yeah. Arc East Championship. Um, All Stars season is All Star Circuit Champions, not All Stars anything. But mm-hmm. um, that season's winding down. Tyler Courtney's prepping to win his title. Yep. Um, Brandon Shepard won Monday. He's prepping to win his title, but I just realized they don't race this weekend. I think USAC yeah. races. I think the Outlaws race Saturday. And we got the penultimate race for IndyCar on Sunday. I'm pumped for that IndyCar race. Yeah. Where is it at, at Long Beach? Laguna, Laguna Seca, I think. Laguna Seca. Hold on. Let me let me make sure. I don't I want to. I couldn't remember where they – I couldn't yes, remember Laguna, where they Laguna Seca on Sunday, 2 o'clock, NBC. You know, I'm a, I, I don't know what I love. I just love watching those cars, dude. They're fun. Well, and and having the seats that we did at Newton for the longest time of watching them from the infield, yeah, that, that there's nothing that beats that. I loved standing on pit road under the lights, even even if it was at two a.m. Watching those cars fly around that track at that was, two a.m. That's probably the, the funnest funnest time I've had covering a race was when I met Damon. Yeah, best and a at Iowa Speedway at the Indy oh. Car Show. It was unbelievable. It was, that was one of the most, it probably is my most fond memory of, of racing, covering racing. And if I've conned you into uh, being a schmuck and being a friend with me, uh, and you're listening to this and you've listened to this whole thing just for me, and you want to get into racing and you want to see a cool event, the IndyCar race at Iowa Speedway. Yep. Graham Rahal's words, the most exciting race on the series. And he doesn't yep. say that just because of the high V deal and everything they landed. He said that before. I have quotes from him from 2019 that I was looking up mm-hmm. uh, when that stuff came out. Um, that when, when I say the most exciting race pound for pound in the state all year, yep. I got to qualify it on asphalt to not piss off any Knoxville fans. I was going to say you're and I you're, love the Nationals and I the pageantry at the Nationals will always beat the Iowa IndyCar weekend but I love the Iowa IndyCar weekend as far as races physical on track races take the pageantry out of everything that that race there is nothing in the state that tops it and not that Knoxville's bad but I like how you worded it because it doesn't matter who's good in qualifying Mm-mm. nothing like that no nope. where you start i mean pagina won from 20 one from last yeah yeah it is racers race on that indycar track at iowa and i, yep. I just love it and i can't wait to see it again i'm so pumped i'm getting like choked up thinking about like it's we're not dead yet it's pretty cool i hope people i hope people show up to that i hope they bring out florida georgia line and justin bieber to perform (laughs) after the saturday race they aren't going to show up if they bring out those two they told me they told well yeah those two together maybe not on stage at the same time (laughs) maybe by then they'll have a feature on each other's albums Uh, i don't know we've seen crazier things FGL is not bad. Bieber can't – I can't do it. That's funny because Chris would say the opposite. Really? I would would think so. He hates Florida Georgia Line. Well, that's fair enough. I I don't mind FGL. I can deal with them, but 
I cannot stand Justin. Damon's Damon's more traditional country, and Connor's like this city kid that's like, oh, the beat sounds good. That's cool. All right, yeah, yeah. I no, I'm listening to like outlaw country in my my ride to work every day right now. So hey, where are any Tri races this weekend? Right? I don't believe they are anywhere this weekend. Oh, never mind. I'm dumb. I saw dumb people. Let me check real I'm quick. I'm pretty sure they're off this weekend. They're here, or not here, but in St. Louis uh, in a couple. Oh, they might be racing this weekend. Hang on. So that's on my bucket list is Chili Bowl. We're knocking it out next year. I want to get to an NHRA race this weekend. That beautiful. They are in. Uh, they are at the the Bellagio of drag strips. They're down at yeah, Z-Max. Z-Max this weekend. Hell yeah, I remembered that. Yep. I am a drag racing aficionado. This guy's got it figured out. This guy's got <laughs> drag racing all figured out now. Goes to Eddieville and now he's figured it out. I tell you, I got a story. I'll I'll save that for a different podcast, a story That's from good. Eddieville. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we gotta get down to a drag race, cover cover a drag race together. Uh meet oh, Ron right. Caps in person. We're gonna have Ron on here at some point. Um I swindled his cell phone number from his PR. So I got that. Did you? There Down you pat. Go. No. I, I gotta, I, I'll find a way to get a setup with Tommy. He asked, he asked me about who I was and uh, how I was handling the pandemic and everything. And had a cool conversation with me after I interviewed him uh, last year. And that genuine. was, that was really cool. Yeah. He is um, a genuine dude. I, I love, love Ron Caps. Um, I've been lucky enough to interview John Force and, and he's just uh, the same same person you see on TV and just as genuine as caps. So also who, who am I trying to remember the top fuel guy, Antron Brown, Antron Brown. Uh, he followed me on Twitter like four or five years ago. Do you know how many dumb tweets I sent out? That? And he's still, I don't No idea. I have no, absolutely no idea. He followed me like five years ago. I've sent I'm, out a lot of dumb tweets and I don't I'm know if he doesn't it. check his Twitter or what, but he still follows me. And I think it's hilarious. So let's, Antron, if you're listening, I'd love to talk to you. I want to ask you why the hell you followed me. There we uh, go. Not an he was following somebody else, and he accidentally clicked your that name. That would be hilarious if he's like, <laughs> weren't you the guy that went to the barbecue with me? <laughs> hooked up those wings. Like, no, that's that's not no, me. Not it. Not it. Oh, my goodness. That would be That would be funny if that was the case, though. But uh, no, the drag racing's at Z-Max this weekend and down here at St. Louis the next weekend. Absolutely. Well, we'll wrap this this up. What's that? It's loaded racing this week, man. It always is. It's always race day. Always race day. (laughs) I'll at least get a wash on Sunday with just that and any car going on. So I'm excited for that. Let's lock and load this thing. NASCAR schedule release. Actually, if you're listening to this, it came out already. So Hope you enjoyed it. Um, hope you enjoy all this crap. Tell your friends about us. Um, anything you can do to help, we'd appreciate it. Uh, we might um, launch a Patreon page soon. Um, and as always, you know, if you're interested in advertising, I'd love to go to bat for you and get you some more customers and whatever uh, business, whatever you're trying to sell, whatever you're trying to get into. Love to get in on that stuff. Uh, love to go bat for y'all. Uh, And thanks for listening. Have a good rest of your Wednesday or Thursday, maybe Friday. Whatever day you wanted to listen to this, kind of a timeless one. So appreciate y'all. Thanks, Damon, for joining me. Absolutely, man. Keep killing it. We'll do our best. Win just over an hour. Have a good day, everybody. Appreciate y'all.